Welcome in to the Esports Network Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to esports, whether that's the players, the personalities, and sometimes the education, the big schools, and something not often talked about is the little schools. I'm Kevin Correa, your host, of course, and here to help me talk about those little schools, those smaller JUCOs, junior colleges around the country, starting up his own little esports program in his neck of the woods. Let's welcome in James Jones. He's the founder and head coach of Trinity Valley Community College Esports. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course, a little bit background on you, James. You, of course, you founded Trinity Valley, Trinity Valley's first ever esports program recently, like within, I think, the past week or two, right? So uh, it's, I mean, it's been in the works for about two years, but I'm finally getting it off the ground at the beginning of the summer. Oh, man. So you guys are launching into your first year of competition, and you guys are going to compete in, in a variety of games, Rocket League, Valorant, Overwatch, you know, the, the big ones for the most part. You got Smash, Madden, NBA 2K, and so obviously out of Athens, Texas, my neck of the woods, southeast of DFW. So right. I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, man, and giving us a little bit of perspective on what you're working on. So thank you for coming on. Well, thank you. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been listening to you for a while now, and it's, a lot of your shows really validate to make to let me know I'm not crazy in some of the the goals I want to achieve. <laughs> Trust me, when you when you say I'm going to start an esports program, you, you kind of get a crazy look from other people once in a while. But we'll we'll talk about what kind of looks you got uh, a little bit <laughs> later on in this interview. So let's just get started, right? So obviously you you grew up a gamer, I'm assuming. But what role did gaming have in your life growing up? Well, it was told to me when I was a toddler. Somebody set me on top of a pinball machine, and it was a history from there. I've just been enamored with games since then, with beginning with Atari and going all the way up to what we have nowadays. Um, uh, I mean, I attribute a lot of my skills that I have right now at, at working with two video games. Uh, early on, I did a lot of JRPGs. That's a lot of uh, problem solving and patience and decision making. Uh, moved on to the N64 when that came out. Uh, that's really when I started my competitive. Uh, I used to subscribe to Nintendo Power Magazine oh, back yeah. then. And uh, they had a tournament for Mario Kart 64. And I won the national uh, record for that. They sent me a gold N64 controller and all that stuff. So Do you still uh, have it? The Mario Raceway, I set the record for that. <laughs> Do you still have that that controller? I do. <laughs> oh, there you go. Gotta, gotta have that up on the office space somewhere, right? I know, right? And so, I, I, so I keep you, it in my man cave. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to, you got to, man. So you grew up obviously a gamer. What was your first like real interaction with esports as we know it, maybe today? So I actually was a student of Trinity Valley Community College, and we started doing LAN parties when Halo came out. Oh, man. And we used to set up 20 TVs in a room and 20 Xboxes and just have constant tournaments. And that's, I guess, the beginning of what really stemmed my uh, interest in competing in uh, gaming. And, of course, esports wasn't a thing back then. That wasn't an inkling in somebody's eye yet. And... Uh, when uh, Twitch came along, uh, I started seeing competitions and all this stuff. I was like, oh, man, this is really catching on. And as I st studied and followed it further and further, I, I started seeing it go into colleges. I was like, yeah, yeah, we need this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's usually how it starts. You, know, you kind of don't realize it's, it's, it's so big until it's already right there in front of you. It's like a huge hot air balloon is like blowing up slowly and all of a sudden pop right there. Let's, let's take off on this balloon together. But uh, so you grew up, uh, obviously you went to Trinity Valley Community College. Uh, what was 
I guess your college experience like uh, did you did you have an, a feeling that you know gaming was a big cornerstone of your life? Like I said, you mentioned you mentioned you know playing on uh, Halo land parties, but was there anything more than than just like the traditional kind of like let's get together and, and play something, or was it really something that community based for you growing up? So uh, video games was kind of my escape, just like a lot of people's back then, and I moved on to Sam Houston State University, and uh, I, again. I'm new to the town and alone again. I don't have the friends that I played with anymore. And I, I, I started playing WoW and Final Fantasy Eleven, uh, some of those MMORPGs. And it, sh- it was just an escape for me. Um, still at the time, I didn't realize where it was going. I mean, I was still, my mind was still blown that I was playing online. Uh, never thought that would happen. But, uh, I mean... It's just an escape for me. It's it's something for me to get away from the real world for a little bit, so I can tolerate the real world a little more better. <laughs> right on. So obviously, uh, you, you graduate from Sam Houston State, I believe, it was with a, with a psych- psychology degree or something like that, Correct. right? Yeah. And so, post secondary education, where did you end up finding yourself? Was it more of just like uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll use a psychology degree for something, or, or did you already have a plan in mind of what you wanted to do? Well, just like a lot of people, your plans don't really pan out. Uh, my psychology degree, I'd, I, I was actually wanting to be a marital counselor. Uh, so after I graduated, I, I took some side jobs. I did a little uh, counseling for juvenile delinquents because it was in Huntsville. Um, decided that wasn't for me. So I started taking some odd jobs in like Walmart Warehouse Center and uh, working commissary. And I, I started to feel that I was like, there, there's nothing really left for me in Huntsville. I may need to go back home and try to figure things out. So I went back to Athens, Texas and started working at the cafeteria at TVCC. And I did that for five years. And it, people really noticed that I have a connection with students. I don't really talk to them about their classes. I talk to them about life and what they need to prepare for uh, a little better than I did when I was in college. And uh, I took on a role as student life specialist. Uh, for TVCC, and I, I opened up a game room just for people to come in and, like I said, to escape, a place for them to escape and play games with each other, and it was always full. Hmm. And I mean, this was kind of the uh, the seeds being planted for what we have now. Um, it wasn't until like three years, four years into the job that I was like, oh, esports is a thing? Yeah, here we go. And I, that's when I started planning to hopefully get esports at TVCC. <laughs> so, so just for people outside of Texas who don't really know, Huntsville is kind of like the the the, the main kind of I guess prison center, right? It, it, yes, a big the prison state penitentiaries in Texas. Exactly, it, it's it's one of the biggest ones. If you if you're ever driving from Dallas to Houston, you pass by Huntsville, and then you always usually drive by it at some point, somehow, some way. But I mean, uh, so hold on, I mean, let me backtrack a little bit. You worked in the cafeteria of TVCC at first, and then you just yes. you happen to find yourself as a, as a as a kind of recruiter slash I guess game room manager. Yeah, as, as student life, and then I moved into recruiting, and I mean, what I am today, or going to be as of September 1st, is a full, full-fledged, full full-time head coach for esports. That is 
That is, let me tell you, that's, that's an inspirational story for me, man. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. I can't have, like, for people who are down in the dumps a lot of the time, like, oh, man, I feel like I'm in a dead-end job. I feel like I'm kind of, like, not really moving anywhere. And then you end up finding yourself in the cafeteria of, of this, this community college, and you end up, you know, kind of making your own little, little like, niche for yourself. Is this, it's that's inspirational, man. I, I, I love, 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 love hearing this story. So, I mean, what was the main motivation for you in creating a bona fide esports program at TVCC? What was the, the big, like, driving factor for you? So, it's, it, it was all about opportunity. Um, not everyone is athletically gifted or anything like that or always wanted to be a pro football player. There, there are some people that was like me. Even though I did play football, video games was my passion. And I, I wanted to provide an opportunity for them to represent a college that they can be proud of. They have a spotlight to showcase the skills that they have, to showcase that, hey, I, I can be something. And, and video games isn't a waste of time. And it really is. It's, it's all about opportunity and inclus- inclusivity because there are hardly any barriers and I mean, I have two female athletes right now. Uh, I've got a student with autism and I want to continue to break down those barriers and continue to provide opportunities for scholarship while they get an education, but play video games at the same time. And that, that's, that's always a good opportunity to kind of break down barriers is through gaming because, you know, gaming is kind of that that easy kind of starting level for most people where there's not really a big barrier to entry. And so, I mean, for, for a lot of people who go to community college, they need something to kind of get their mind off things. And esports can be a great way to do that. So, you, you, you have the idea for an esports program. Was there a lot of skepticism from people either at the TVCC ecosystem or administration, possibly from some people who also go, you know, also go to the school or, or work in the school. What kind of like reaction did you get from people when they heard, Oh, an esports program at, you know, Trinity Valley. Is that, is that really something you'd like? <laughs> so uh, I'm sure I got the reaction that a lot of people get when they start an esports program is what in the world is esports. And the, the long-winded explanation of trying to say what that is, um, luckily, I, ha- I have a small group of supporters that I began with that I pitched this to, and they were on board, and they helped me um, build my case. Uh, I like to answer questions before they're, ans- or, uh, before they're asked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very good at that. So I built a packet and a proposal and a budget, what it could look like, what's the trajectory in five years, 10 years, what it could mean for us. And uh, I mean, as long as you're prepared, you can squash the skepticism. And uh, people have started to really warm up to it and understand what it is. It's not just a bunch of kids sitting in a room playing video games. They've actually stopped by, checked it out, and they're like, oh, man. This is actually a lot of work and a lot of time commitment. I was like, yeah, just about as any traditional sport out there, they're putting in the work every single day. And so the skepticism has died down. I'm really happy about that. Uh, I guess my my next steps are trying to get the the East Texas mindset (laughs) to change. Uh, because it's it's not as widely accepted here in East Texas. It's all about football and sports and all that stuff. But, um, I mean, they see it as us just playing with toys. And I explain to them, like, hey, 
when we were kids, we picked up a baseball bat or a soccer ball or a football, and we considered those toys at one point as well. So, I mean, this is the same thing. No, for sure. I mean, uh, East Texas is definitely kind of that Friday night's lights kind of kind of feeling for a lot of people, right? Where Friday night is, is dedicated to football, and Saturday is college football, and Sunday is, uh, you know, NFL football. Why not, right? Yep. <laughs> so when something new like this comes along, it's kind of – they're not really – I guess they are stubborn. They're, 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 you know, they're very stubborn out there in terms of changes and stuff like that, which is just, that's, that's part of the culture. That's what they grew up in. And it's hard to kind of change that mentality. But mm-hmm. what was the first step in like laying down this plan for the program, right? Was it going to convince the school or, or administration? Was it convincing students? What was the real big first step you took in establishing this esports program? Um, so I was randomly invited to a uh, enrollment initiative meeting. And I had pitched the idea to esports to one of my my close coworkers about it, and they're like, "Hey, yeah, come on into this meeting and let's see what the rest of the the committee thinks about this." And I pitched it to them, and within about fifteen to thirty minutes, they were typing away on their keyboards, researching it right there in front of me. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, why can't we do this?" Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the the first baby steps on getting the program started. Uh, and from there, it was just getting the support, getting the groundswell, um, like I said, building the budget and the proposal and all that stuff, just so they have the information before they can corner me with it, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, it, it really is. I mean, preparation is the key to it. So you, you convince the administration, you convince mm-hmm. other people to kind of join you in, in, in establishing the program. And then I, I saw the news from this past, I think, August 2nd or August 1st or what, someday. But it was you guys got accepted into the, I guess, the national NJCAA, right? Is that the, yes. the, the big kind of junior college kind of circuit? But for esports, for that esports program. So is, is it common for the association to accept esports programs i'm sure they have other schools but is it, is it a different process or is it pretty much the same as accepting anything else like a volleyball team or something right it's pretty much the same process they kind of go uh they, they kind of have their own guidelines and uh um eligibility rules and all that stuff um but it's pretty much the same process because njcaa is just a junior college level of the ncaa yeah and um it's it's pretty easy process of getting uh, registered in there. And uh, it's the hard part is all the eligibility things that you have to do that you do with uh, normal sports, like making sure their GPAs are up and are they taking a full course load, all that kind of stuff. Uh, luckily we don't have to worry about title nine. And I mean, it's a non-gender specific sport and, and yes, it's a sport. We are athletically re- recognized program here at Ch- Trinity Valley Community College. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as I mean, the process is easy. It's just making sure all your ducks in a row is the hard process. Right. I mean, that's just kind of uh, the nature of kind of building up your own sports, sports program kind of in a grassroots kind of style. That's kind of what happens. But I mean, uh, once you got the technicalities all figured out, right? Like, oh, we got the paperwork here, signed and dotted, school's on board, and uh, NJCC. NJCAA is on board. Uh, I mean, let's let's do this. Let's get going. What was student support like at first? Once you got everything kind of, you know, all your eyes uh, dotted and T's crossed. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to pedal back about a year no, and a ahead. half ago. Um, when I, well, I was originally starting this program back in uh, March of last year, and we were we had 30 students in a room. We just had our first meeting. They were ready to go, and then COVID struck. Mm. 
<laughs> Classic. Um, and, yes. And yeah, I understand that we we could have probably done it online through everybody everybody doing it from their house, but I feel like we lose so much when you're not there in person, when you don't have that camaraderie, when you're with your teammates. And I as I pulled the plug. I was like, we can't do this. I'm sorry, guys, but we're, we're pulling the plug because I, I want y'all physically here for practice, and we just can't make that happen. And uh, after COVID, like I said, we got started back up at the beginning of summer this year. And, I mean, it's just been flying from here. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be any happier with where I'm at right now. Um, just it's right now for me, it's building the groundswell, building the excitement within the college and building the excitement within the community. Uh, if, cause if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this right. And I want everyone to be on board and uh, I want us to be as big as football here. I want us to be as important and I want as many eyes as possible because there are gems out here. I know there are good players. They just don't have the platform or know how to be seen. And that's where I'm going with this. No, that's, 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 that's exactly what I was thinking. Just kind of, you know, we have a lot of people, a lot of the professional players nowadays come from, you know, the West coast, East coast, kind of the bigger cities and stuff. So we don't, we don't often see people from smaller towns really compete as a professional or really at the collegiate level either. So I'm happy to hear that you guys are really kind of trying to establish yourselves as one of these schools where any walk of life, you have a platform to play, you have a platform to kind of join in and, and kind of be, you know, compete. That's, that's really mm-hmm. what most of these kids want is a chance to compete. And so, I mean, how are current teams shaping up? Right? I mentioned the teams at the top of the episode. Has it been a tough recruitment so far? And I mean, uh, do you guys offer any scholarships to kind of help out some kids who are trying to, you know, go to school and also compete in esports? Yeah, um, I mean, we have full teams for all the uh, the games you mentioned before the the Valorant, Rocket League, Overwatch, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, and Madden. All that stuff, but the, the, honestly, the process has gone a little slower than expected. Um, I was expecting a lot of uh, these kids around us to the jump on the opportunity as soon as I heard about it, but the hard part is getting the word out there uh, through the community pipelines and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm at about 15 or no, 17 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the best part is, is I have 20 high school seniors in the waiting. We're wow. ready to go. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> I, ca- I kind of attribute the slow start to being that we started so late because it wasn't until the end, close to the end of the spring semester that I started recruiting. And at that point, a lot of students had already made up their mind of where they're going or what they want to do. So I, that's an unfor- unforeseen thing I had. But we do offer scholarships. Um, I, we offer up to $1,000 per semester wow. for the students. Um, and that's just not athletes. I want to bring on people that do game design or not game design, but, um, uh, content creation, uh, that want to be shoutcasters that want to do graphic design that want to do, um, um, marketing. Uh, I want to open it up to more than just gaming. I want them to have ownership of this program, not just me putting all the stuff out there on social media and making all the graphics. I want them to own this and feel like it's their own special spot. And let me just say $1,000 at a, at a JUCO is, is a big, big deal. That's, that's yes, a, it is. That's a good fifth of your, your tuition already paid for before you even walk in the door. I mean, that's just, I mean, I guess the average, what's the average tuition like at, at TVCC? Like 5K, 6K, something like that a year? Uh, I mean, it's not even that high. I mean, for our service area schools, it's 
a tick of above a thousand. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> that should be all like the, the, the necessary push you'd need to go kind of join the esports program. And this is for like the starting players. I'm assuming, right? The guys who start yes. or are starting on the team. Perfect. So, uh, and so I'm curious what you guys have, you guys have the teams kind of settled and everything. What kind of facilities are you guys working with so far? And you just started up. So I'm imagining they're not too crazy great right now, but right. they're still kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, kind of grassroots, I'm assuming. So this was a, a problem I did not foresee. <laughs> uh, I did not think finding a space would be my hardest task. <laughs> but that, it was a process on its own. Luckily, we got a, a former distance learning lab uh, where they did uh, the, the video uh, Zoom and all that stuff. And with, uh, with COVID, everyone was able to move to their own personal computers instead of needing an entire room with microphones set up and video cameras and all that stuff. Zoom kind of helped uh, transition that to uh, faculty being able to do that from their offices. So this room became available and I, I jumped right on it because obviously it's a former distance learning room. Therefore, it's going to have all the hookups and setups I'm going to need for PCs. Yep. And that's where we are, and I'm, I'm, I'm working on currently making it aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I don't want it to feel like a classroom when they walk in. I want them to feel like it's their own mini arena. <laughs> that, that's that. how we got, we got about, we have 10 high-end PCs right now. Uh, I've got 10 more coming in before the end of the summer. Uh, that should hopefully help with the uh, practice times that I've set up. Uh, currently, it was going to be a staggered one. So with these ten more, it's going to help out a lot. Being able to get all the get all of them in here at the same time, and you get twenty students in for a computer at a time. That's perfect, mm-hmm. right? Plus, I'm sure some of them would bring their own if they had some, and and and, and the like. So it might might be a little bit easier that way. But uh, how did you go about obtaining these high end PCs? You get some some partnership deal with a local computer company, or how did that kind of come about for you guys? Yeah, so my my first five actually came from a local company called Virtual Communications, and they are true supporters of the program and have been there since day one. And they were able to provide me, at a a discounted price, five uh, um, MSI PCs. Wow. Uh, And then the school, as they saw the growth, uh, they started helping out. And I've got Alienware in here. Uh, I've got 10 more Alienware coming in. So the school support has been super helpful, um, especially since we have a, a partnership with Dell through our college. And it's just been easy. Uh, I haven't had to do too many uh, begging for money. Uh, <laughs> they, they understand my passion for this. And, and, and I think they're starting to understand uh, how big this can be for us. Well, you answered my next question out, you know, out of the blue, just like how has support been from the school and admin? But I mean, you, you, like you said, they've, they've been, they're, they're, they're great. They're, they're seeing the growth and they're kind of giving you what you need to start up. And so that's, that's awesome. But I mean, so the next question would be, have, besides COVID, obviously I'm assuming COVID has been a big problem for a lot of, not just yourselves, but everybody across the, the nation. Have there been any real obstacles or has it just been about putting in the work of getting, you know, the, the room set up, getting the students signed up, getting, you know, these PCs? Has there been any real obstacles for you thus far? I mean, it's other than patience. No, there hasn't really been like <laughs> huge obstacles. Uh, it's been a lot of uh, patience and determination just to make sure everything's going right. Uh, being a bulldog about things, staying on top of people and like, Hey, I need this. Can we need to, we need to get a move on, but it, yeah, it's putting into work. Um, it's a lot more paperwork than I, I thought. Uh, so I, I'm new to the whole, whole side of the athletic side of things and all the paperwork, all the eligibility things, letters of intent and all that stuff. 
uh, it, it was a lot more than expected, but yeah, it really is just putting in the work and being determined. No, it's, I mean, you guys, you're putting in the work right now. I'm seeing it. So, I mean, I, I mean, Trinity Valley esports already, the, the little graphics are up everywhere. So I'm happy to hear that you guys are kind of working on that as well. Marketing, branding, just as important. But, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, when do your, your season starting up soon? When are your first games coming up? And, and how do you think the teams are doing so far in practice? So September 6th is our starts our preseason. Uh, we'll probably stream a few games of uh, our preseason. And then September 20th is what starts our regular season. Um, the teams are excited. They're ready to go. Um, I mean, just a, a little fun story is one of my first players, he, he, he picked up Rocket League for the first time. Uh, he didn't really know what he was going to compete in, but so he picked up Rocket League and really attached himself to it. And he was a silver two or something like that. And uh, he is now my team captain. He's uh, he's on his way on the cusp of champ three. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he has put in a lot of work and he he's really excited to put it to the test. And the rest of the team is uh, just on par with him. The ones that I brought in uh, the Valorant squad is coming along really well. Um, the. My, my hardest uh, thing is teaching them communication mm. because a lot, a lot of them come from solo queuing and playing by themselves all the time. And they come in and communications foreign to them. I'm like, listen, if you want to be successful, you have to talk to your teammates. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, hundred percent. Yes. Um, that's insane. I mean, that's just awesome. But yeah, I mean, personally, like for your Rocket League players, I want to say this, it took me like three years to get to, uh, to diamond. And so for him to jump from silver to champ, I'm just like in shock. I'm just, uh, he's better than me. And I've been playing the game for like five years. So he's already on the right track. Trust me. I mean, so, so your season starts off uh, September 20th. Uh, your preseason yes. starts on the 6th. So you guys pretty much have a month or so to kind of get yourselves settled. And then two weeks after that, you have your, your first competitions, real competitions ready to go. And so that's, oof, man, that's, that's, that's the nature of Juco, though, right? It's all kind of coming yep. up at you soon. It's scary, but exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, you started up the program. Uh, it's already kicked off. You guys are going, you know, full bore at it. Practice is starting up or and games are coming your way. What is, I guess, your personal hope or your personal goal for this first year, first semester of the program? Is it like, let's just get a few games on the board, win or loss. I don't really care. I just want to see how we do in general, and then we can focus on winning and stuff. Or is it just pretty much like we do how we do? Obviously, the goal is winning, but we'll see how how, how it goes. Uh, I mean... Obviously, I'd be lying if I didn't say, hey, championships are on my mind. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, that's what's that's kind of a culture I'm trying to bring here is that winning mentality. I was like, listen, just because you're facing a former champ doesn't mean they're any better than you. Hmm. I mean, they're a champ. You want to go out there and beat them. So obviously, getting to the playoffs would be huge for us. Getting a championship would exceed expectations. Um, but right now I think the students are just appreciative of the opportunity and for the experience and they're ready to go. And of course there's going to be growing pains with the program. They're learning. I'm learning as we go. Um, but other than that, as I, it's like you said, it's, let's see how far we go, but 
let's aim for a championship. Oh man, I love it. I love it. Winning mentality on the mind before we even get started. That's that's great to hear. And so, uh, it, uh, one last question for you here, for the most part, just is kind of asking. Oh, what are your plans for expansion? You have a few games on your docket already, and I'm sure you're, you know you're, you're focused on this season. But mm-hmm. one can't help but you know wander with the mind a little bit and think, you know, what other games could we think of adding? How better do we kind of? Uh, how do we kind of better the facilities we're in right now? And I'm sure you got a lot of thoughts on content creation, broadcasting as well. So it's a lot. It's a lot of things I'm throwing at you at once. But what are your general plans for growth and expansion of the program? Uh, on the content creation side, luckily, I, the IT squad here is super supportive of the program, and w- we have a pretty nice uh, uh, setup for our Twitch channel when we fire it up. Uh, I'm pretty excited to show the world what we have. Uh, like I said, I want to do it right from the get-go. Um, but, of course, I want to expand. Uh, I mean, with with the 17 kids I have right now, it's actually getting small in this room already. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> dream of one day like hey why don't you just build me my own little mini arena for them to <laughs> compete in but yeah it's a, it's a down to dream pipeline but obviously i need a bigger room um i want to do more with the program uh i want to be able to do charity events i want to give back to the community um i want to be like i said earlier i want to break down barriers I hope to have a 50-50 uh, gender split one day. I would love to have that. Uh, and that's that starts with us game, gamers in general. Uh, is to I, I know female gamers are out there. I know they're out there, but we got, we got to get rid of that toxic, toxic environment that they're in. And that, that comes with educating the, the current crop of students we have. And hopefully it, it will be a thing of the past and no longer talked about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have students that play other games like the call of duties and all that stuff. I have, I wasn't able to make a full team for them, but we're looking to build teams for them. Hopefully when uh, the semester starts, I can pull in a few more students that haven't heard of us yet. Um, but I'm always expanding. And the number two question behind what is esports is how many kids are you wanting? Like as many as I can get. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't care. I'll take as many as that want to play and I, I want to support them. Oh, that's awesome, man. You, you're doing things right. I just want to, I want to let you know somebody who's been in the scene for a good, I, I'll say a good while, you know, two, three years at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're doing things right. And so I'm, I'm wishing nothing but the best. I mean, where can people follow along? Where can people get in touch? Where can they watch events? Where, I mean, Twitch channels, socials, go, go for it. Uh, TBCC Esports, all one word. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Uh, we are working on our webpage. We we had one, but then they made us on Athletic Sports, so now they have to move us to the Athletic page, and that is uh, tbccsports.com. Uh, we we have a space. I just got to get it updated with uh, all the right people. So. That's where you can find us. That's awesome. And so, uh, like you said, pregame starting up September 6th. Again, we'll catch them on the Twitch channel there. September 20th, the real competition starts. And hopefully that roster will have expanded to the point where you can't even have enough students in there all at the same time. You know, you have 20 PCs. You got 30 kids probably. They can't, they can't all practice. So we'll see <laughs> how you manage to solve that problem, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we may have to go back to staggered practices like I originally had. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Well, hey, wish you the best of luck from here at the Esports Network. Okay, uh, just, just stay frosty, stay confident, keep try, keep trucking ahead. Because trust me, there's, there's a lot of pitfalls here and there, but I think you have a, a good head on your shoulders to kind of manage it. And, and I'm sure your students will look to you to kind of lead the way. And so I'm, I'm sure you will solve any problem coming their way, right? Oh, of course. Uh, I mean. We'll keep trucking along, and hopefully I can come back later on and give you an update on our progress. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'll hold you to it. Don't don't say things like that because I will hold you to it. In a year, I'll be like knocking at your door and be like, hey, man, you want to do an interview really quick? Uh, let's let's hop on a show and let's let's talk about your latest championship victory or something like that, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, hey, man, wish you the best of luck. And, of course, uh, anything comes your way, let us know. We're more than happy to help out. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. So he is, of course, James Jones, founder, head coach of Trinity Valley Community College Esports, the first ever esports program for that little region of Athens, Texas. Of course, hopefully more to come. I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Ah!